On today's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, the Florida Panthers go into Winnipeg with a lot of injuries, and they dropped the last one of this road trip by a final score of 5-2. to two. Jacob Winans is here to discuss the loss and look ahead to the Florida Panthers returning home, all on today's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Wednesday, December 6th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're at your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mondoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also follow the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, and Locked on NHL prospects. And don't forget to also send in a screenshot of your subscription to the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube channel and your far five star rating on whichever podcast app you listen to Locked On Panthers and send it over to me at LO underscore FLA Panthers via DM or email it to me at locked on FLA Panthers at gmail.com for your chance to win. Two free tickets to the Florida Panthers game versus the New Jersey Devils on December 21st at FLA Live Arena. So, Cats fans, the Florida Panthers on this last game of this five-game West Coast trip, a trip that lasted over a week, didn't start off promising, got two straight wins in this one, but... The final game of this road trip where the injury bug was just hitting the Florida Panthers hard with still no Alexander Barkov, Anton Lindell, a, a second straight game missing, Ratko Gudis out, Pat, Patrick Hornquist placed on LTIR, all the call-ups for the Panthers like we spoke about yesterday. And just as not only I predicted, but my guests on the show predicted, uh, Jacob Winans, we we kind of saw this as a kind of like a schedule loss for the Florida Panthers in this one, but still a, an an opportunity early to make something happen out of it. But just, it, it was just too much for the Florida Panthers, too much pinned in their own zone and facing off a, against a, a goalie who's, who's back. Connor Hellebuck is back to his his form of when he won the Vesna Trophy a, a few years ago, and J- Jacob, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not really I'm not really too upset with the with, with this one. Uh, just after after everything with the Panthers and with coming into to this situation, it, it was always going to be a hard. Uh, hill for the florida panthers to climb in this for for this one yeah i agree uh, we talked about it earlier in the day this this seemed like a game uh, almost like the la kings game last year with all the COVID uh, illnesses and guys in and out of the lineup it felt like we really had no chance we were a major underdog um 
expecting expecting to lose this one i mean obviously you go out and you play the game and you never know what's going to happen but i don't think anyone is really surprised at this outcome it happens um the panthers are dealing with a ton of injuries no barkov still uh which um, that that situation is starting to get um a little bit worrisome given that he's he was expected to maybe miss a, a game or two ends up missing the entire road trip and his status for the game against detroit uh back at home we don't know uh, anton lundell picks up a, a minor injury they said he had a good chance to play against winnipeg ends up not playing um patrick hornquist takes a really nasty hit to the head that somehow goes undisciplined by the nhl um he he's gonna miss the next 10 and then radko gudis takes a little bit of friendly fire which puts him in the concussion protocol as well so it's a banged up team uh that that game against seattle it was huge it was a really big win but it also took took a major toll on the panthers physically um you lose two key players in hornquist and gudis and and it's it's unfortunate what the panthers had to bring onto the ice into winnipeg it was a a team that was beaten up, a team that had a lot of minor league players that were slotting in for the first time uh, this season or, or playing uh, bigger minutes than they're used to. And um, when you when you have the, the card stacked against you like that, against a team like Winnipeg, who's been really, really good, uh, has a really hot goalie right now in Connor Hellebuck, it, it just, it was a perfect storm of, of this is just not going to be a good night for the Panthers. Um, but with all that said, I do want to definitely say, I mean, the, the, the concern was all the injuries and guys out of the lineup and the call-ups having to fill the void. Um, I can't really say too many, too many bad things about the guys who did step in and, and play tonight. Uh, Zach Dalpy scored a goal. Chris Tierney got an assist. Matt Kierstead got an assist. Those are your, your, your three call-ups for the game. Uh, they all hit the score sheet. So um, the Carter Verhage stays hot. So it's not all negative. It's just um, when you play a game like this, you kind of expect to lose. And it's unfortunate because, you can't be upset about this loss, but you have to look back at the missed opportunities uh, in Edmonton. You have to look back at the missed opportunity before this trip against St. Louis. Those are the ones that, that sting a little extra when you lose a game like this, where you really, uh, there wasn't a whole lot you could do. Yeah. And for, for this game, I mean, the Panthers, they, they, they were just pinned in their own zone really from, from the start of this one. And really the, when you're already down with these injuries, I mean, taking three penalties in that, in that same period, I mean, I mean, what, what helped was that the, the Florida Panthers, it, it, it's just been crazy in this road trip, how you, you never have time to rest when a goal happens, whether it's for your team or the opposition. I mean, we, we spoke about it prior to, to, to even recording of how much of a problem Mark Shifley is and of course get getting uh getting a goal on the power play for scoring just over a minute later which i don't know how you can justify taking carver hagey off of power play one when alexander barkoff does come back and just immediately after that i mean pierre luke dubois getting a spin pass to kyle connor i mean kyle connor is not the biggest guy but just has a, a rocket of a shot and and just the the that it's it's not just Panther games, but just in the NHL in general, scoring is up, which means goals and bunches are also going up. And just the ability for teams to reset after goals, mentally especially, it, it's a – I can't necessarily point my finger as to why it's happening. Yeah, uh, it seems like we're, we're really entering a, a sort of a modern version of the live puck era. 
where scoring is is at a is at a high and the skill the speed um the the young talent is starting to take over the game which we've seen trending uh for the last couple of years at least um and and the panthers were a beneficiary of that last year where they could score in bunches we had a bunch of we want 10 games by this time last year um the, the panthers could could hang a touchdown on pretty much anyone they wanted to uh, during the regular season, uh, special teams are playing a huge role. Um, teams power plays are are more frequent now than they ever were before. Uh, the game is a lot of stick infractions are called. A lot of stuff you could get away with before, not so much anymore. So teams are are finding themselves with three, four, five power play opportunities in a game. Um, it, it's it's things like that that are going to increase the scoring, and you want to be on the right side of that. And last year the Panthers definitely were. This year so far, they have not been. Um, the special teams have been lackluster. Uh, the penalty kill has not been great. It's, it's gotten hot in, in spurts, but it hasn't been consistently good. Uh, the power play, we're missing some key guys. It seems like we haven't had a fully healthy power play unit all season. Uh, Duclair obviously hasn't debuted yet for, for this year. Uh, Barkov has been in and out of the lineup. Aaron Ekblad has been out of the lineup for an extended time. It's, it's a power play that hasn't had time to gel uh, because they haven't had all their key guys. And then on top of that, when you're when you have special team struggles, you have to be disciplined. And the Panthers have severely struggled with discipline to start this season. Uh, really t- a horrible, like horrible timing on penalties, uh, a lot of mental errors, a lot of things that could be avoided. And and I know you're going to get into some of that um, during during this episode. But um, yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, undisciplined penalties tonight that that really really cost the Panthers and some stuff that we could talk about where where um, just a little bit more like you said uh, pre-recording situational awareness, um, making the smart play instead of the the impulsive play, some things like that that have really uh, come back to to hurt the Panthers this year. Yeah, and well, and just trying to read the situation, especially when you're when you're down, just uh when it when it comes to just killing momentum for this team and any chance of coming back so we'll talk about in the that in the next segment here on the lockdown florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about bet online and betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football basketball soccer and esports we've got it all at betonline.net if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Back on this Wednesday, December 6th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show. So, lots of mistakes we spoke about. We spoke about the three penalties in the first period which the one on Kachuk was very very questionable on uh Brandon Dillon also mistake very early on in the second period where Ryan Lomberg tries to take the puck all by himself up, up the up the middle of the ice which a lot of coaches will kill player players for that especially when you have so much support on the outside as as well so a, a mistake by uh, Lomberg and the one that really which uh, before before I get to the uh, the other one, uh, that was also the play that uh, got Spencer Knight out of the game. Insert Sergey Bobrovsky, and even there, it was a good full seven to eight minutes where the Florida Panthers weren't allow, allowing a shot on goal 
on Zagorowski's, and that's where they really got got out to their twenty five uh, to eight shot on goal advantage in 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 the period against Connor Hellebuck. But the one that really hurt the most was the Mahura penalty on Blake Wheeler, which a lot of coaches will preach. If you see numbers on the back, stay off the numbers. That's something that's that's preached. And even it will, though it was a little bit to the side, you're close you're close enough to the boards to make something happen and possibly hurt someone. And I don't blame the Jets for uh, going after him after that. Uh, but just poor, poor, poor timing for uh, for the, for the Panthers at, on on some of these uh, on on some of these mistakes. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Ryan Lomberg had a really undisciplined game, uh, made a lot of errors that uh, were that we haven't seen from him. But you can't have those from from your bottom six players. Um, and then, like yeah, like you said, the the big um, the big killer in this one was definitely that uh, Josh Mahura penalty. Um, that's one that's one you can't have uh, that, it's a completely avoidable play um, you, when you're hitting someone the goal is to separate man from puck when you're hitting someone in the back you're not doing any of that it, it's it, I understand it's a bang bang play he thinks he thinks Wheeler's turning he thinks he's going to hit him when he's sideways uh, it doesn't it doesn't turn out that way I don't think there's anything dirty or intentional about it um, I definitely don't think Mahara is that player but I do think it's reckless uh, and, and when you're when you're in a, a position like that where you're trying to climb back in the game, um, that's a that's a really reckless reckless hit to throw, and and you have to be safe with with those kind of plays. You have to make plays where uh, it, the end result isn't going to be uh, a 50-50 chance of putting your team shorthanded. And he he got the wrong side of the 50-50 chance there, uh, and it, it's a reckless play that you have to hold up uh, on making. I, I thought that was a I thought that was a really tough one to take. Um, I felt like I felt like Matthew Kachuk's penalty on Brendan Dillon was kind of kind of annoying. Um, now, obviously, you want more discipline from Kachuk in that situation. You don't bring the stick up and, and put it in someone's midsection because obviously uh, anything can happen when when you do that and they can make a call. But I think Brendan Dillon is also way too big of a guy to be going down that easily. He yes. prides himself on being a tough guy, a defensive defenseman who throws hits and likes to drop the gloves. And he, he collapses like he like he just got stabbed and <laughs> rolls around on the ice for a couple of seconds to really soak it in. I I, I felt like that was kind of a uh, kind of ridiculous, uh, especially since right before that happens he throws an errant elbow up in Kachuk's chin area. I mean, uh those are the ones where where you'd like the refs to do a little bit better job, but it happens, and you have to you have to keep your discipline, um, which we've seen the Panthers struggle with uh, in in some key situations over the past couple of seasons. Um, so it, it's a you know it's a it's a it's a line that we're we're tired of hearing, but but yeah, the Panthers were were undisciplined tonight, and it's it's a something that's got to get that has to get fixed, or else it it, it like you said, this is a, a league where scoring is up. Uh, it, it could tank your season if you take too many penalties. If you're shorthanded every night and you can't keep the puck out of your net on power plays, it's it, it could be a season ruiner. So it's something to get in check right now while we're still somewhat early in the year. Yeah, uh, lack of discipline on that one. And then you, you the the Brendan Dill when you talk about uh, he acted like he was uh, he was getting stabbed. I was I was thinking that he should apply to be one of the actors uh, in the tourist attraction here in Orlando called Medieval Times. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't yeah. know if you've ever gone to a show, but it's yep. uh, it, it's pretty it's pretty it's a pretty cool uh, entertainment uh, o- over here. Uh, 
but uh but also on on also mistakes as well on on the on the pk you see uh mark Stahl and aaron ekblad uh getting getting beat on on that one uh by uh kyle connor which kyle Car- connor we mentioned it earlier just a, a great skater for uh his uh size and then of course you're you're down a man so it's a it's a little tougher but ryan lomberg not uh not beating mark shifley to his position as well and then uh shifley getting that uh second goal uh, of of the game and then we spoke about also the missed opportunities uh and the chances i mean sam bennett led led a rush for for the panthers going backhand connor hellebuck just uh lateral movement great for for him and uh there the the one play that we we spoke about as well that of aaron ekblad creeping in creeping in pulling the defender and then instead of shooting it tries to thread the needle to to matthew kachuk and doesn't even get a shot when you have when you look at the tv angle of so much open net that he could have gone as he was uh, skating in. So that those are other missed opportunities that I uh, that that I saw for the Panthers tonight. Yeah, uh, the one that really stood out to me was that Ekblad one. Uh, now Ekblad, he's he's got such a such a good shot for a defenseman, uh, whether it's the slapper or the quick wrist shot. He's a, he's a really really high end goal scorer for for a blue liner, and when he gets in that close. Uh, that kind of distance, uh, you, you know, he can pick a corner. We've seen him do it. We've seen him do it plenty of times. He, he's a hundred goal scorer. I, I mean, this is a guy who who can who can put the puck in the net. He doesn't need to to go for that tip uh, to Matthew Kachuk. But it seemed it seemed like an over reliance on Kachuk there in front of the net. Uh, it seems like they're trying to run everything through him there, just because he's been he's been hot lately. And sometimes that's your best asset is everyone keying in on a guy like Kachuk there at the front of the net because they know he's so dangerous. That opens things up for you. When, when Kachuk's presence alone opens up that wing for you to shoot it, shoot it. You don't need to give it to Kachuk. He's doing his job just by being that presence in front of the net where everyone is focusing on him. Sometimes his job is not to score the goal. It's to, it's to draw the attention and, and let someone else score the goal. And, and, and Aaron Ekblad had every opportunity to do so. Uh, Alibuck's not a guy who's going to give you a ton of chances. And he honestly, the way he was playing tonight, he, he very well may uh, come over and, and, and make that save, um, yeah. make uh, make a spectacular save, keep the puck out of the net. But you have to at least make him earn that save. Uh, he doesn't have to do anything if the puck never gets to him. So it's a shot that Ekblad has to take. You can't pass those up. Uh, if you're going to be the, the, the number one defenseman on the team, those are the ones, those are the opportunities that you can't afford to delegate to someone else. That's got to be, you got to have the confidence and that has to be you in that situation. And and I would have liked to see him have taken that shot. And, and it's, uh, we definitely don't need to regress back into a power play of overpassing. That is something that we've worked. We've seen the Panthers work very hard to move on from. Uh, yeah. And, and we don't, we don't need to, to uh, fall back into that pattern. That's one, that's something that'll drive everybody crazy. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and when when you talk about Matthew Kachuk just being a presence on the ice, creating for opportunities. I mean, in, uh, even on that first goal for the Panthers on the power play, he's behind the net, just gets it to Verhage because all eyes are on him. People, but also you could have an opportunity to make people think that you're trying to get it to him, and then just uh, go go for the opportunity. But yeah, you're right. There's no guarantee that he gets a gets on a goal on on that one. But uh, the and the 
sequence also in the game where I also I just threw my hands up and said game over was really that last uh, power play for for uh, the Panthers where Montour was held and the one that that actually took down the ref as well in this one uh, and just no zone time really whatsoever uh, for for this one and I said it literally a minute in uh, the the Jets were incredible on, on on their back checks they were just uh and great on also their their pinches as well and just not not allowing just the, the panthers to just get, get any zone time on that one and that was just the moment where i said it's it's not their night i mean thankfully shortly after the the call-up line got their got their their goal let, let a, a rush led by matt kirstead before uh before uh, Tierney made a cross ice pass to to Dalpy, which he leads the the checkers uh, in, in goals as well, so he's hot on both levels. So, but that but that power play, even even with the Panthers cutting that to two, that was that was their chance to make something out of it. Yeah, we knew going in that Winnipeg has one of the best penalty kills in the league, and the Panthers for the most part got chances uh, earlier in the game. But that one in particular, it felt like it felt like a two-minute game of, of ice tennis. It was just the, the Panthers were bringing it in. It was getting quickly taken away, thrown back down the other end, and they were just trading. They were just trading zone entries the whole time. It was uh, kind of ridiculous to watch. It looked a lot like the the power plays we saw in the playoffs last year that uh, that really frustrated the entire fan base and honestly probably cost our previous coaching staff their jobs. Uh, it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of the same thing that we just saw um, tonight in that on that power play. It was frustrating. Uh, in in key moments late in games when you're trying to come back, those are opportunities where you can't you just can't afford to 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 get nothing out of it. I mean, you have to at least challenge the goalie, at least challenge the defense. Um, but it, it seemed like that whole power play it was it was wasted effort. It was it was it was nothing, and you can't have you can't have nothing power plays. Uh, in, in in situations like that, it was it was just flat. It was a flat performance tonight on the power play, uh, flat performance in general. And and honestly, this this road trip as a whole, kind of a microcosm right there. It's it's stretches of good, and then it stretches of a lot of flat and and a lot of uh, a lot of nothing. And and that's how you end up with a 500 road trip, five points out of ten. Mm-hmm. And tonight, tonight was a chance to get to actually 500 as far as the overall record for the Panthers on the road. Now they fall two games under uh, 500. So it, it's funny because uh, last season, um, when they set their franchise uh, road road record, um, they went a whole month without winning a road game. But it's just the the thing about getting two to three wins together, going on a three game winning streak. And the Panthers haven't done that all season, and that's why why their record is where where it is right now. And just the constant up and downs after over and over again uh, this season. And we'll actually get more into that in the next segment and talk about the next game as the Florida Panthers will now return home to FLA Live Arena on Thursday where they will be facing the Detroit Red Wings. So we're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Jacob Winans is here. And so Florida Panthers are back at, uh, will be coming back to South Florida 
one game and then a quick uh quick road trip up the up the coast to Tampa Bay before returning home to uh Seattle for for a three game homestand. But 500 road trip just feels a little like we it feels like there's some empty calories uh, of course with with some of the good and some of the bad and it, it, it's crazy because this one wasn't even the worst game out of the trip uh the the calgary one was just Oof. just hard to think about uh and just team not showing up there but then of course you have a goal differential of plus eight in two games where back-to-back games you have 10 players at least getting a point and and then best way to describe it is just a roller coaster uh in in this season and thankfully the panthers still do have the the talent on this team to hopefully make something happen and at least get a three-game winning streak going now looking at the standings jacob uh just three games out of a out of a wild card spot crazy to even be looking at standings early but we're 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 past the quarter mark uh and detroit their next opponent they just went into tampa and got a big win uh four to two against the against the tampa bay lightning on 26 shots on goal versus tampa bay's 46 uh so just nuts um and i think and the detroit red red wings they might be they they might have arrived earlier as that than schedule. I mean, Steve Eiserman, the GM, was the was the same guy who basically built the Tampa Bay Lightning to what they are today. They're gonna have a, a lot of cap space coming up this offseason. So they could and so there was actually a report that there could actually they could actually be in the pursuit of possibly Bo Horvat uh mm-hmm. when when the trade deadline happens. Um uh, and then some of the newcomers uh coming in for the for the Detroit Red Wings, Dominic Kubalik, uh, who played in Chicago last year, um, leading the way with ten goals. David Perron, uh, with the coming over from St. Louis, of course, Vili Huso, their goalie as well. So a lot of the new additions are are complementing uh, the Detroit Red Wings. And I and I know we were very critical of Ben Sherratt, uh, the trade that the Florida Panthers made, but he's helping the 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 Detroit Red Wings in, in uh, deep pairs uh, this season. Of, a mentor to Marit Sider as well, who won the Calder last year. This team is earlier than scheduled uh, as far as their rebuild. Yeah, I agree. So this game on Thursday is going to be huge. Um, where we've heard from from Coach Maurice and some of the uh, uh, other media around the team that there's a, a good chance that Barkov and Lundell return against against Detroit on Thursday, which would be uh, aside for sore eyes, because we, we got absolutely caved in in the face-off circle tonight. Um, the power play was a mess. Um, so getting getting your two best uh, defensive defense, uh, defensive fo- uh, forwards back in the lineup uh, is, is, is a big help. But Barkov, it, he, you know, he's a do-it-all player. He's an MVP caliber player, and the Panthers have sorely missed him. Um, I can only hope that he comes back uh, fresh and rejuvenated and like you said, we got to got to piece together a few wins at a time. So you get a two-game win streak. We've had a couple of those. Winning that third one seems to be the big thing. If you can put three wins in a row together, three could become four, four could become five, and you start to you start to feel it a little bit. 
um, which we saw last year where the Panthers were very streaky. They could, they could get on a roll and, and stay on one for a while. So this is a team that has the talent to do it when, when healthy, um, especially if you can get, get a couple of those stretches of, of, of three, four or five wins in a row together. Uh, and, and later this month, early next month, add Duclair to that. I think you're in a really good spot to, uh, to head into the second half of the season, but they have to start doing it now. Uh, Detroit is a, is, is a game that, that could go a long way to doing that. Um, the way the standings are shaking out right now, it's still very early, but this is a team that we're going to be competing with for the entire rest of the season. I, I think, uh, for that final spot, um, I think obviously the Panthers are the favorite to to get that wild card spot out of out of that out of that uh, race because Detroit is so young, so inexperienced, and the Panthers are a, a play um, consistently over the last couple of years. So it's something where the Panthers are the favorite, and Detroit is the young and hungry up and coming team, which the Panthers should know better than anybody that that's a dangerous uh, dangerous team to play against because the Panthers were that team. Uh, the Panthers were the the hungry up and comers just the past couple of years. So it's on a team we can look over. Billy Huso was absolutely spectacular against Tampa. Uh, had 43 or 44 saves. A pretty ridiculous, pretty ridiculous line. He he outplayed Vasilevsky. Um, just the the goalie duel in that game was was crazy, and and Huso outplayed him. Uh, made some some spectacular saves. I would be shocked if we don't see him in net. Uh, for the for Detroit on Thursday, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's a good test. Uh, if the Panthers can get some healthy guys back in the lineup, I feel good about uh, about where the Panthers are going into that one. But like you said, that is a team that has added some really solid veterans to a young core uh, led by by uh, guys like Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond, uh, some really really talented young players in there. It's about time they got Dylan Larkin some help. Um, and even with Tyler Bertuzzi now out right now for six weeks with a broken hand, they have some, some real offensive firepower. That's a team that can score. Um, and, and they get offense from the, from the blue line too. Cider is great. Um, you can't speak enough about how good he is. He's a number one defenseman already. They, they, they've got some real talent. Uh, and, and Stevie is great at, at finding those bargain signings. And Dominic Kubalik was one. Chicago gives him away inexplicably for free. I, I don't know what what the thought process was not keeping him as an RFA, but but no, that's that's Detroit's game. He's been spectacular, so it it should be a good game. I'm excited. Uh, I'll actually be in attendance for that one. I'm headed down to South Florida uh, tomorrow night to catch that game on Thursday, so it it should be good. I'm looking forward to that, and um, yeah, it'll be a early season uh, playoff light. Uh, kind of like a, a a diet playoff game here early in the year. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the Panthers bring. Uh, both you and Nick Fairbanks will be at that at that game on on Thursday. Of course, you know uh, Nick, Nick always goes to the Panthers Red Wings uh, games as uh, he never for, misses for, a Red Wings game for for some you know re- reason you know but uh, <laughs> but also but also. Uh, with the with the Red Wings also missing Philip Zanina as well, Elmer Soderblom as well. Their uh, one of their young players as well, Mark, uh, Mark Pistic as well. Uh, look doesn't look like that he'll be uh, playing uh, in this one as well. Former former Panther as well. So they're getting their they're getting their uh, they're getting their their wins. And let's let's also consider uh, Jakob Verana. Um, he's out in the players' assistance program as well for for the Red Wings as well. So he's been missing 
uh, too. So they're getting this success uh, so young, uh, too, uh, for this team. And they're doing it with also these other other guys' uh, sideline. And li listen, I know we haven't really spoken too much about this name in a few years, but even backup goaltender Alex Nedeljkovic, who was part of the uh, the – Calder Trophy race just a few years ago with Kirill Kaprizov. I know he's not off to the best start, but still, there's a upside in his game as well. And they don't even have, need to call up one of their top goalie prospects right now. And Sebastian Koza um, was mm -hmm. a really touted uh, prospect in the 2022 uh, draft. Uh, excuse me, 2021. Excuse me. Um, so they don't, they don't even need to call him up yet. So great situation overall in um, in, in Detroit and and of course an a, a new coach as well, Jeff Blaschel's uh, no longer uh, there uh, for for the D Detroit Red Wings. I insert Derek Lalonde, part of the Tampa Bay Lightning assistant coaching staff too. So bringing a little bit of Tampa, the culture, everything to Detroit, uh, an original six team. So th there, there's a lot of there's a lot of good energy energy there, even if they somewhat missed the playoffs last uh, this year even if they miss it they're still very uh good confidence in the future of that team that is a team trending in the right direction and if you're a detroit red wings fan you should be extremely excited about your upward trajectory there um and they've done a really good job of making it so that they that they can put this team together within dylan larkin's window um I, I'm I'm very impressed with with what they've built. They they've drafted so so well the past few years. Um, a name you mentioned, Elmer Soderblom. I was actually excited to see him. Uh, it's unfortunate he's going to be out because uh, people who aren't familiar with his with his game, uh, that that guy is absolutely huge. Uh, he, he's what six seven six eight. He's <laughs> the the man is an absolute tower out there. I was excited to see him, but. Um, they, they uh, earlier in the year played the the tallest line in the history of of the NHL mm -hmm. with the third uh, line. yeah yeah uh, Soderblom, Sundquist, and Rasmussen and Rasmussen they were uh, on average six seven or something like that. It, it's it's crazy what they what they've built there in Detroit. A lot of size, a lot of strength, um, a lot of young speed and skill. It's it's an exciting time if you're a Red Wings fan, and that's not an opponent the Panthers can take lightly. Even in the past couple of years, when Detroit hasn't been very good. For whatever reason, the Red Wings always play the Panthers well. Um, they, they, those games are never blowouts. They're always close. Uh, the Red Wings are always a team that, that likes to be a thorn in the Panthers' side. Uh, and if you look back just two seasons ago uh, during the, uh, the, the division game uh, or the division season where the, the divisions were realigned, um, the, the Panthers played the Red Wings, uh, what was it, eight times? And it seemed like that was a team that the Panthers really did not enjoy playing against, really struggled with at times. So it's, um, yeah, it'll, it should be an interesting matchup. I'm excited. And, and yeah, the, uh, the, the front office with the Red Wings is building that, building that team into what's going to be a really, really solid contender for a long time. Um, just the, they have to be patient, develop organically and, and the fan base um, preaching patience because the, the Panthers are just a little bit, um, little bit far not not that far removed from where the Red Wings were Panthers have built in a similar way the past few years and and it, it comes to a head at some point and the Red Wings are a team that eventually could be looking at a their own president's trophy race and and uh, becoming a perennial playoff contender in the near future so that's an exciting exciting group they have there I'm looking forward to seeing how the Panthers handle them 
because uh, they're definitely going to be hungry for for a, a statement win and in, in that one and in, in their visit to sunrise yeah and uh with with the with the panthers being so up and down as they are it, it, there's more emphasis to try to get uh this this win on on thursday one of their uh three matchups the next one will be in january in detroit so you're you're not gonna no 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 four times versus uh this detroit red mm-hmm. team so your your limited opportunities you got to go out there you got to go out there and get it uh for for this team it's going to be an espn plus uh game uh with uh bob Wuschichin and brian boucher on the call on thursday for on espn plus so we we will be we'll tomorrow we will be bringing in the host of locked on red wings hopefully to do a crossover uh show to preview this this matchup for the florida panthers and the detroit red wings and friday we'll be bringing back nick fairbanks to give an in-person perspective on everything between the florida panthers and the detroit red wings but jacob I want to thank you once again for joining me on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Tell everybody where they can find you online. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob Winans 8. And then for anyone going to the game on Thursday, you can definitely find me at FLA Live Arena. Um, if you happen to see me in my Barkov jersey, um, feel free to stop and chat. Always happy to talk to Panthers fans. So looking forward to that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jacob. And I'll see you next week. Looking forward to it. Thank you. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to all the shows on the Locked On AHL network, including Locked On AHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, Make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today gives you a 20-minute or less podcast on the entirety of the sports scene with exclusive interviews and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Start my Armando Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team. Every day.